Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. At State Farm, we're committed to uplifting black futures. In collaboration with organizations like 100 Black Men and National Urban League, State Farm provides high school students with the opportunity to learn and apply best practice strategies for saving and investing, all while offering academic support, life skills, and exposure to college access programs to prepare these students for life after high school. Check out 100blackmen.org and nul.org to donate and learn more. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. There's no purpose in teaching anybody who don't really want to learn, who really don't want to get to it. Everybody want to play entrepreneur. They don't want the sacrifice that come with the shit. Hmm. Late nights, early Speak mornings. You're going to lose friends, lose girlfriends, family going to call you crazy, not going to believe in you, then you make it, and then everybody going to be like, I'm proud of you, let me get some money. What I've realized that wealthy people understand, mm-hmm. and people in general, it's the small concepts that you can apply to get wealthy. You don't got to be super smart and got to know all the intricacies of real estate or taxes or e-commerce or whatever, trucking, whatever it is. It's good if you want to be rich in that business, but you don't need to know that. You don't need to know everything. You just need to know small, basic concepts. Mm -hmm. And one of the smallest basic concepts that anybody can understand is get money by income. Mm. Get money by more money. I woke up feeling wealthy today. My bank account might not agree, but hey, that shit on the way. Me and my niggas laying brick on top of brick till we straight. If you the type that play the victim, you can't come in my space. You know this game ain't for the weak, it's hard to carry this weight. I keep my balance through the ups and downs, I'm never gonna break. You feel the purpose in my spirit when you look in my face. Cause this ain't a second, I can waste something food on place. What up, what up, what up, wealthy people? It is your boy, David Bellard. One of the founders of the Black Wealth Renaissance, man, here today with another great installment of the Black Wealth Renaissance podcast. Man, for everybody that's listening, before we get into anything, I need to make sure that you like, subscribe, rate, comment, and leave a review for this show. Uh, I am here with my brother. My brother from another man, my dude Jalen Clark, been rocking since what shit. So, ooh, some little, since, some little, little uh, youngins, huh? Eight grade, hell yeah, yeah man. Minute, How you dog. feeling, brother? I'm doing good, y'all. What's up? It's your boy Jalen, another founder of the Black Wealth Renaissance podcast and Black Wealth Renaissance movement. Uh, doing great out here in Dallas, Texas. Ready to get into this episode, but before we begin, I do want to give y'all a few little action items. Y'all make sure y'all donate to the show if y'all like and y'all want to support uh, but you don't want to buy some of the products that we got to offer just leave us a donation as a way to support the show make sure y'all just go to the link in the donate in the show notes and donate gifts <laughs> donations I'm, I'm saying it every time but no for sure y'all always appreciate y'all tapping in and today is different from no other we have an amazing guest. Y'all have heard him on the podcast, seen him on the platform a few times. He was one of the speakers at our event in uh, on September 3rd in Dallas, man. Mm-hmm. It was an amazing event that night. If you missed it, you played yourself. You People sure got did. so much value out of it. This brother here, he, he, I ain't going to do him the injustice of giving him a minor introduction, but he from the south side of Chicago, yes, came from humble beginnings, is now an award-winning CPA and business tax strategist, none other than Mr. Carter Cofield, the Cofield advisor. How you doing, brother? Hey, look, man, I'm blessed, never stressed, happy to be here with y'all, man. You know, it's a beautiful thing what y'all doing, so I want to come on here and give any game if I can, you know what I'm saying, to the ah, people. Right, I don't know if he can, I don't man. know if I got any game man. Man. But no, I, don't man. Know, I don't know why Carter be bullshit. That's like, <laughs> like, he's not one of Hey, I'm trying to say, man, like he ain't a big stepper, dog. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But no, I, I love what y'all are doing, man. And I'm a big supporter. You know, because like education, like we need this. And y'all are doing amazing things. So anything that I can add to that, you know, I'm going to add to it. Man, appreciate, appreciate you. It. Definitely appreciate you coming out to Dallas. Like I said, adding value on that panel, man. Yeah. You had people very engaged getting them 
information that I know people left with. They're like, man, I'm going to implement this shit ASAP. ASAP, surely. Yes. ASAP, surely. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> so, Carter, man, I know I just mentioned, um, I gave like a brief introduction to you, but I would like for you to just kind of give people an introduction to them yourself. Yeah, man. So, my name is Carter Cofield, um, born and raised on the south side of Chicago. Um, nine of us in a three bedroom home and two dogs. I don't know why we decided to get two dogs. Sorry, nine of us in a three bedroom home, right? But um, but you know, uh, it was it was humble beginnings because you know grew, grew up in poverty, you know, typical story. But then um, I came from came home from school when I was fourteen years old, and my sister was sitting on the porch. I'm like, what's up? She brought me the news that my mother passed away Damn. at fourteen, right? So that was tough, and I was getting through that. And then you know, two, two years later, same situation. Call home from school, giving the news my father passed away Damn. at 16, right? So, you know, here I am, the 16-year-old kid with, like, no, you know, no parents, no direction to kind of know, didn't know where I want to go. But at that moment, I made a decision, right? And I think we all have a, a inflection point in life where we're going to make a decision that our situation is going to either break us or it's going to make us, mm-hmm. right? So at that moment, I decided that, you know, I'm no matter what happens, I'm going to let the situation make me and not break me. And, you know, uh, looking back on it, you know, it was one of the best things that ever happened to me, respectively, because my, I lost my parents at 16. I had to grow up at 16. Mm-hmm. So the way I look at it now is I had a head start on my peers when it came to growing up and getting my life together. You know, most people don't grow up to like 18 or 21 or 25. I grew up at 16. Postpone and keep going back right, to school. Right, keep pushing right, off, right, pushing, right, pushing off adulthood. So like, you know, again, the way I, I had to empower myself, I was like, yo, this is an advantage because you grow, you, you had a five year head start on the people around you. And I just locked in from 16 and never looked back. So, uh, you know, I, I contribute a lot of my success to like having to make that decision and having that happen to me. What, what, uh, ranking of the siblings did you fall in? I'm the youngest. You're the youngest. Yeah, Man. I'm the youngest. So, before we even get into like the wealth and everything, I want to talk about the men- mental. What was that like? Actually, getting through that grieving process, though. Yeah, man. So it was, it was tough. So I, I think you can use it to gr- grief to either like, like dismantle you or motivate you, mm-hmm. right? So I, I always operated back against the wall mentality. Like when you don't have a fallback plan. You would be amazed at how much you can do. Like, that's why I personally don't believe when people are like, all right, this is my plan B. Like, no, fuck that. Like, plan B distracts from plan A. Mm. Right? So if you operate with your back against the wall mentality every day, you would be surprised at how much you can do and you get to know who you are as a man or who you are as a woman by operating with that back against the wall. Every successful person has been through something. And that situation right. took them to the next level. So I think we need to operate more of a don't be scared to to like put all your cards in and like go all in on something. I think if more people went all in on something, they'd be more successful. Willing to bet on themselves. That's the, hey, look that you are the house and the house always wins. That's, that's, that's deep. I, I like the, you are the house. You always win. So I want to get into your journey as a CPA. Okay. So I know you say you, you have to grow up early. You have to grow up fast. Uh, what attracted you to the route of being a CPA? <laughs> Cause I ain't got that wouldn't even a thought for me when I was in the- yeah bro I, and I, I don't think I told the story on air before so it's, it's good that we're doing it here it's actually hilarious so when I graduated from um what was it um high school I believe um or or a grammar school I graduated during the recession so it was oh nine so I want to say that was I was graduating high school right uh, yeah yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. so so I, I graduated around the recession so I I'm like I knew I was good at math. I like numbers because I was always curious about money. So I like, I like numbers, but I didn't know what I want to major in. So I, I was, gra- you know, I was graduating near the recession. I watched it like my aunt get laid off work and everybody get laid off and the gas prices sky high. And I literally Google, I was like, All right, I don't, I don't have a plan B. So I can, I can't be unemployed at any point in time. So I literally Google what job has the lowest unemployment rate. Mm-hmm. And CPA was number one on the, on the list really? because no matter what's happening with the economy, every business needs a CPA. Every business account, I don't care how good your business is doing or how bad your business is doing. Everybody needs a CPA. So That's CPA unemployment rate was 0%. So I was Damn. like, cool, if I follow this path, I will never be unemployed. And that was probably not the best reason, but like hey, that, was, nah, that mean, was my reason. You job know security. Like job it's security. better than go and get a dang, uh, I seen a clip the other day. They got people, they, they got gender studies and liberal arts. And like, <laughs> I mean, okay, you got this degree. But what career are you going to get Facts. with this degree? Facts. It's uh, you don't go to school just to go to school to learn. You go to school to learn to get a 
career. Yeah, because you got to pay them loans back, bro. <laughs> Some got to give. Saying yeah. so, it, that, I like that thought process in it. It's funny that that's how it kind of came about. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. I was like, so. Did you ever work for like a large firm? Yeah, bro. Yeah, so I worked. I worked at KPMG. It's one of the largest firms, like this, this uh, number three of the big four. Mm-hmm. Um, so I started there, worked there for like you know, and I was like, for me, like getting that job I was like, yo, I made it. Like coming out making fifty five thousand dollars was like, yo, I made it. We here. Um, but then a couple of years in, man, it was just it like I was like, yo, was this it? And I never forget. Um, uh, I was waking up, getting dressed for work, and. My cousin, who I was living with at the time, came in my room. He was like, uh, hey, cuz, what, what, what's today? I'm like, bro, it's it's Tuesday. He's like, oh, I thought it was Saturday. I'm like, first of all, why would you come all the way out your room to come ask me what day it is, right? <laughs> and second of all, you a grown man. How do you not know what day of the week it is? And then he was like, cuz, I don't know. He's like, well, you know, I, I, do, I love what I do every day, so the days of the week don't really matter to me. Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And then he, like, went back to his room, went to sleep. Because he's always been an entrepreneur. So he's always done what he's loved. So, like, he dropped that ball on me. Like, as I'm getting dressed for work to go to a job I don't want to be at, he like, yeah, I do what I love to do every, every day. So the days of the week don't really matter to me. So I thought it was Saturday. Yeah, and I'm like, <laughs> bro. So from that point, I was like, yo, is there, a, is there a life that we can live where we wake up every day happy? We wake up every day loving what we're about to do? And, uh, like, two weeks later, I ended up quitting my job and started my business from there. My brother-in-law died suddenly. And now my sister and her kids have to sell their home. That's why I told my husband we could not put off getting life insurance any longer. An agent offered us a 10-year, $500,000 policy for nearly $50 a month. Then we called SelectQuote. SelectQuote found us identical coverage for only $19 a month, a savings of $369 a year. Whether you need a $500,000 policy or a $5 million policy, Select Quote could save you more than 50% on term life insurance. For your free quote, go to SelectQuote.com. SelectQuote.com. That's SelectQuote.com. Select Quote. We shop, you save. Full details on example policies at SelectQuote.com slash commercials. So, I got a question because... We're we're in this time right now where people, some people shitting on nine to five, some people not, but I don't want to go down that route. Do you think it's easier to be a successful entrepreneur whenever you're in a professional field, such as a CPA, lawyer, things like that? Do you think think it's easier to thrive and succeed as an entrepreneur in those type of fields? I think it's easier to succeed as an entrepreneur when you have high level skills to give to the marketplace, mm-hmm. right? So when you're a lawyer and you're an accountant, we ha- you have a lot of knowledge and people pay for information. So I think if you have um, high income skills, whatever they might be, it's easier to make to be successful as an entrepreneur because you can charge a lot more than what the average person can charge. So, um, and I'm not, I'm not here to shit on nine to fives, right? Like I believe, you know, you make a living from nine to five, but you design a life from five to nine. Mm -hmm. Right. So if you have a nine to five, cool, but like always work harder on yourself than you do on your job. So if you give me your job a couple hours a day, you better give yourself a couple hours a day as well to start building your dream. With Mm -hmm. you on that one. Definitely. So, all right, your cousin put this bug in your ear and you quit your job. I know you, what, what, talk to us about that transition Because I mean I know it's not all just like Hey man I quit my job And then business was booming baby <laughs> <laughs> I wish that was the case Well actually There's a tax play in that as well Right Because mm-hmm. before Please Don't quit your job without saving money fam Like I had money saved I was setting aside money And I had a side business Right That allowed me to um, make money as well. What so was your side business? I had a, I had a tour business. So okay. I, had, I had a, I had a, can I give you this, this, this rundown? This play? Man, you're ready okay, to cool, play, man. Cool, cool, cool. So anybody with a W2 job, right? Here's the thing. We'll get into taxes in a second. But once you start a side business, right, a lot of your personal expenses become tax deductible business expenses. Mm-hmm. So I started my tour business. I had to use my phone to operate the Turo app. So I had to call my, you know, people was calling me on it. So a portion of my cell phone was tax deductible, right? I got to write off my computer. And since my car was a business, I got to write off some of my car expenses as well. So I made like three or $4,000 in my Turo business that year, but I ended up having like 
fifteen dollars or $20,000 in write-offs from the Turo business because all the deductions I was taking. So I, my, my, I had like a $15,000 loss in my Turo business. But when you work in W-2, that, that $15,000 loss can subtract your from your work income. Mm-hmm. So now you're paying taxes as if you're making $55,000, but you're really only like making forty dollars once you take that $15,000 loss. So it all ends up happening is you get a big refund because you've been overpaying into the tax code. You're overpaying into the tax system. So I use that loss in my business to subtract my work income, end up getting like a, like a $10,000 refund check. And then I use that money to like start my business. Oh shit! So you did you quit right around tax time? Yeah, yeah, it was right. Yeah, yeah, it was right around. Like you know, maybe like April. It was, I think it was like May. So it was like right around. I got my refund check, and I had um, and I had started my business, and it was a rocky start. But like, here's what I tell people: like, if you can work like twelve hours a day for somebody else, like imagine working twelve hours a day for yourself. Right? Mm-hmm. It's not as taxing on the mind, body, and soul when you're working for yourself and what you when you're doing what you love. And I'm kind of glad that you mentioned that because sometimes people see entrepreneurship and we just think of all the freedoms that come with it. Right. Mm-hmm. But we don't think about the actual 12 days of work. Like, yeah, nigga, you got to work. Oh, like, yeah, for sure. You got to <laughs> fucking work. Because sure. it's, it's, it's eat what you kill whenever you take that that leap of faith and you actually do start that. So I, I kind of want to go into what it did look like to actually start that business and what were some of the structures that you had to build around to make yourself successful? That's a great question, man. I, I think, you know, if you're going to be an entrepreneur, you got to have discipline, right? You got to have discipline. Since I was already used to working 12 hours a day in my corporate job, I just kept that same schedule. I wake up at seven, sit down at eight, you know, lunch at one. I kept my same schedule so that I can be disciplined myself and discipline my environment to succeed. Right. So I, um, implemented, you know, the, 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 those strategies. And then I just made sure I, I, uh, I got better every day. I read something every day because like you, you want to work in your business, but you still want to work on your business. And, and part right. of that, part of that is working on yourself as an entrepreneur. So, um, I had to put in, I had to put in that work, put in that time to learn and, and every day just try to get better, man. And try and, and then build relationships because relationships will always be your greatest resource. You know what Especially I'm saying? Especially as an entrepreneur. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely. So, Let's talk about uh, building client base, right? You're mm-hmm. coming in a new business, new CPA. You were working in corporate. How do you start getting clients? I got a hack for this. Okay. And I think your audience will get something out of this. So the easiest way to build clientele when you're starting out is to do work for free. People don't like that People answer. don't like that. Let me, let me break it down. Here's why. Is here, this camera on yeah, me? Yeah. Here's, here's why doing work for free is so is so dope and so pivotal for starting out entrepreneurs. Number one, it allows you to practice. Let me tell you something, King. Let me tell you something, Queen. You are not going to be as good as you think you are when you start this business, right? You mean to tell me I'm not the coldest? No, no, no. No, you got to put in the work. So doing, doing work for free allows you to also practice for free. And if you mess up, people are not going to be as upset because they got some free work. Like, you know, we went to the barber shop, we got a free haircut. You knew what you were signing up for, bro. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you knew what nah, you were signing up your for. Your grandmother took you to a barber school. Yeah, 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 You knew what you were signing up for. So doing free work, number one, it allows you to practice for free. Number two, it allows you to um, uh, build what's called relationship equity. Because now where you're doing work for free and you do a good job, people are like, yo, like, Thank you. I appreciate that. So now you're building this relationship equity with different people in your industry, different potential clients. And then number three, which is extremely important, it allows you to get social proof. So when you do good work, you have them people give you testimonials. You have them testimonials to your website. You have them testimonials testimonials to Yelp. So now you got free practice. You're building relationships and you got um, social proof that you can do a good job. So now when it's time to actually start the business, guess what you can do? You can go back to all those people you help for free and say, hey, do you know anybody that could benefit from my services? Like, you know, can, you know, if you, if you do, give them my card, Let, you know, uh, introduce me to them. Now you have this, this um, I call like this, uh, this tribe of people that's willing to speak on your behalf mm-hmm. because you built those relationships, right? Not to mention entrepreneurs' biggest problem is they don't know how to charge properly. Right, because mm-hmm. you don't know your worth starting out. So what I what I did after I did all that free work, I asked, I went back to those people and said, "Yo, um, I know this was free, but like, how much would you have paid for something like this? How much would you have paid for this service, right?" Mm-hmm. And I and they gave me their numbers. So I took all those numbers and I averaged them out, and it turns out that people were willing to pay three times as much as I was about to start charging. Mm. Oh shit! 
So now I came out the gate able to charge accordingly because I knew my value from doing that free work. Right. So those are the reasons why doing pro bono work can be extremely helpful. How long would you suggest doing the pro bono work? Because people might be hearing this. Card, I got bills. I can't do this shit for free forever. Right, right. No, for <laughs> sure. For sure. And again, that's why you need to have some money saved when you're starting your business mm. because you're going to need that, right? Um, um, but I, I say like, you know, a month, maybe 30 to 60 days, do free work. Again, the point is to practice. The point is to build relationships. And the point is to get that social proof. So now when somebody comes to your website, you have all these testimonials, mm-hmm. right? So they so it takes the risk out of the equation of having to work with you. That's that's gems. And that's not just for the tax perspective. That's, for that's any a business that's entrepreneur. That's a business shit. entrepreneur lesson right there. Because like you said, nobody wants to work for free. And I, I want to stress that point again. You got to have some money saved up if you're going to just jump all the way off the porch. Because I mean, we just spoke about this on the previous episode. Like, it gotta, you got to have some strategy with what you're doing. You're Absolutely. not going to just be like, hey, man, fuck these people. I'm out of here. Yeah. You got to have the <laughs> money like, first, You're going to be right back in there. <laughs> you got to have the <laughs> money first. That's all. But yeah. uh, So, all right, you start building up clientele. You start, uh, you start to grow your CPA business. Mm. When does social media come into play? Man, um, it's funny because I was I was like against like going hard on social media, right? Well, you're one Literally. of the 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 most prominent tax advisors on social media. I'll say at this point. <laughs> Thank you, I appreciate that. But I started like in, I really started going heavy on social media like 20, 20 like when COVID happened, mm-hmm. and that was only like two years ago, bro. Like you know what I'm saying? But um, what happened was. Uh, you know, I was I was talking to one of my my mentors and getting a mentor. Yo, if you want to know the hack to success, everybody needs to have a mentor, right? Because you you cannot teach what you you cannot teach what you do not know, and you cannot lead where you did not go. So mm. how are you gonna lead yourself? Say that shit one more time. I need you to re- <laughs> rewind that bitch. <laughs> hey DJ, run that back. <laughs> I say you cannot teach what you do not know, and you cannot lead where you did not go. Mm. Right. So how are you going to teach yourself something you don't know? How are you going to lead yourself somewhere you've never been? Right. So uh, I had a mentor and he was like, you know, Carter, you know, you're very smart. I love what you're doing, but it's not the best people that get the business. It's the most well known. Right. So you have to put yourself out there and you have to let people know who you are and what type of value you can add. And I was like, well, what about if I get on social media and start giving away my information? Like what if people don't buy from me? He said, if you feel like you're giving away too much free information, that means you don't know enough. You need to go back in your tool belt and learn some more. Because if you master your craft, it is impossible to give away too much free information because you know too much. So uh, once I I knew that, I kind of went in and started like going heavy on social media and teaching and and giving value. And it blew up my my business overnight. 92% of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. 92% because of a bike? Not just bikes. We also make treadmills and rowers. Oh, let me guess, for elite athletes only, right? Nope. It doesn't matter if you're an avid exerciser or new to working out. Peloton can help you achieve your fitness goals. 92% stick with it. So can you. Try Peloton bikes, tread or row, risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only. Not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. Love it. I love it. And I think another thing to add with that is we're giving free information. People lazy, so people don't like to implement the free information that's given anyway. Yeah, that is a fact. Yeah, ninety percent of people not gonna not gonna do nothing with it. Unfortunately, they gonna like it. They gonna yeah. be like, "Oh, that's fire!" Yeah, right. But right. then they gonna the keep on scrolling and go look at the fucking. <laughs> I wanna go home. <laughs> <laughs> but no, but to that benefit of it, also with the social media marketing, that is also putting you top of mind because being to Jalen's point, being that they're lazy. Now, whenever they want to actually get it done, you're the first person who they know can go and get it done. So it's a benefit of putting free information out there because now you become, I look at it like the same way fast food companies do marketing. Mm-hmm. They got billboards, they got uh, radio ads, they got all this. And then mm-hmm. next thing you know, you get hungry, it's like, damn, I could go for that. Well, it's not that you really wanted it necessarily. Yeah, it's yeah. just that yeah, this was, was in your face the most. Yeah. It was, and it's, Whenever it's just keeping yourself top of mind, and that's the, one of the major benefits of social media marketing. Yeah, and, and people need to understand that humans operate off something called the reciprocity rule, which basically means that like if you do something nice for somebody, people feel obligated to do something nice back to you. That's why like, when you say, "Hey, hey bro, I love your shoes," you're like, "Hey man, 
appreciate that's a nice shirt. You ain't really like your shirt, but like, but like, but like, <laughs> you know, when somebody says something nice to you, it, you want to do something, do something back, nice back. back. So when you're giving out all this game on the internet, you're giving out all this free game, whatever. People feel obligated to buy from you. They like, bro, like if you gave me this much for free, like I can only imagine what the pay game is like. You know what I'm saying? So people need to operate in a, in a, uh, in a place of abundance. Give away a lot of your information for free, and the people pay for the rest. Simple. Love it. So speaking of operating in abundance and giving away information for free. Ah, what a transition. What a transition. If y'all don't follow Carter on Instagram, I highly suggest you go you ahead do it yourself a disservice. Cofield underscore advisor because brother be kicking game and get, he is the king of the tax free living plays. So yesterday Carter told me he had a play that he was going to give out on the podcast. And I mean, if we just let this brother go, he unload the clip on y'all. Yeah, I ain't sure. going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Like a damn Tommy gun. But what are a few tax-free plays that uh, our listeners can run? Okay, so um, would you say your listeners, like some people are like W2 or some people? Okay, yeah, yeah. so let, let's go. We got, I say our listenership is probably like 75% W2. And y'all tell me if I'm wrong. And about 25% full-time entrepreneur. Gotcha. Like we got a lot of, I think a lot of our listenership is, we got businesses and we got jobs. Got you, got you, got you. Well, can, can I give your audience a play on how to become, how they can become their own bank and fund their own business tell at the same tell time? Tell Let's do it. Okay, cool. So when you at a job, right? You uh <laughs> the face the face when you're at the really at the process with this yeah, man just told yeah, me you, you can become your own bank and then use your own bank to start your own, start your business. So here's the play: when you're at work, right? Most people have a 401k there, right? And you know, most people when they quit, they want to use that 401k money to like start their business. But when you take money out your 401k, you're gonna be taxed on it, and you're gonna be penalized for use if you know if you take that money out before 65. So here's what you can do. When you, when you decide to leave your job to start your business, you can roll over your 401k at work into what's called a solo 401k that you start yourself. So you quit, you open up a solo 401k, you can do it for free, and then you roll over your 401k money at work into the solo 401k that you just opened, right? Mm -hmm. That's not taxable, it's a rollover. When you have a solo 401k, you can borrow up to 50% of whatever the money is in your 401k. And if you know anything about taxes, loans are not taxed. I mean, loans are not taxable. So now let's say you had $100,000 in this 401k at work. You rolled it over. You can take a $50,000 loan from your 401k into your personal account, tax-free. You can now use that money to start your business, right? And, and then, so you use that money to start your business. And then when you're paying the loan back in monthly payments, who do you think you're paying interest back to? Yourself. Yourself. So now you just took this money that you couldn't use, leveraged it, used it to start your business, and now when you start making money from your business, you can pay your you can pay yourself back, and your and then your money is not interrupted because you're you're paying yourself back interest. So you got tax free money. Uh, you got uh, you're building interest on yourself, and you use that money to start your business and live your dream life. Man, hmm. you know what you just brought up actually circumvented a common issue. I think we've heard multiple times on the show now when it comes to using your 401k from your employer. Whenever you quit your job, you got to pay that loan back. But if you roll it over to the solo, you no longer have it tied to your employer. Exactly. So don't take the loan out from your employer. Take, then you from yourself. take the loan out from yourself. Right. And then you can control the payments. Then we pay it back. Guess what? You take another loan if you need it again. And like, that's what wealthy people do. you know, like, like they, they use their money to buy assets, AKA invest, then they borrow against their investments to either fund their lifestyle or fund other investments, then they pay it back and they're paying interest back to themselves, right? So their money is uninterrupted when and it's growing at the same time and they're using that, that tax-free money to fund their lifestyle. So I, I got a question. Are there any risk associated with doing this method? Well, there's, there's always risk in associated with doing anything. Like, obviously, if you don't pay the loan back, you got a problem, right? You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? So I, I would just say, um, you know, never take loans out without a plan on what to do with the money. Okay. Like, so many people want to get business credit, get business funding. What you going to do with it, bro? Right? Buy a G-Wagon, bro. Brother, I got to get the G-Wagon. Yeah, yeah. Right. But, like, you, first of all, and we could talk about car plays in a second. Do not let these people on Instagram fool you. Do not buy a car that you can't afford just to save on taxes. You hustling backwards, right? You hustling backwards because there's no point of uh, 
of of writing something off if you can't afford it because now you how you go you still have to pay the, the you gotta, loan. You got to be making the money. You got to be making the money to write it off in the first place. So I tell people all the time: focus on making money first, and then when you start making the bag, now we can focus on how to keep the bag. And I'm glad you said that about the cars and stuff, because there are other ways that you can save on taxes that are advantageous for you. Right. Such as contributing to is a Roth. Uh, is that a tax saving? Yeah. So so um, I love where you're going with this. So like there's there are ways that you can save on taxes and build wealth at the same time. Yes, sir. That's that's where I want to go. Right. So like one of the ways you can do that is. um so you, you can open up an IRA, right? Which is cool. But like the limit on IRAs is $6,000. Mm-hmm. So if you, you know, you invest $6,000 in a traditional IRA, you get a $6,000 tax deduction, which is cool. Right. But if you open up a SEP IRA or a solo 401k as a business owner, you can put away up to $61,000 per year, $61,000 per year. So when you start a business, you're making good money. You open up a solo 401k, you can put up to $61,000 in there per year. And you get a $61,000 tax deduction for doing so. And if you hire your spouse into your business, we can talk about why that's a, that's a good, that's a good idea. You now get to contribute for her or him as well. So now it goes from 61,000 to $122,000 that you could put away per year. You're investing money to build wealth and you're getting a $122,000 tax deduction in the process. And the reason you're getting a tax deduction, because I know Jalen mentioned Roth, right? Mm-hmm. The reason you're getting a tax deduction is because these are taxable whenever it comes time to actually withdraw the money from these accounts Absolutely. in retirement. Absolutely. And what I tell people is that I like to I like to do a mix, right? Because we don't know what the, what the tax rate is going to be 15, 20 years from now, nah. right? Right. And if I was a betting man, it might be higher, right? So what I do is I, I encourage people to put a portion of your money in a traditional account and then a portion of your money in a Roth account. So now you're still getting some tax deductions today for investing in the traditional account, but you also have some uh, tax free money in your Roth account for whenever you need to take it out. So now you got a balance of, I have money that's going to be taxed and I have money that's going to always be tax free. If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. At participating McDonald's. Got you. And the reason Roths are tax-free is because you've already paid taxes on that money. Exactly. So you're you're contributing what was called after-tax dollars. Mm-hmm. And so because you already paid taxes on that money, that money will never be taxed in the future. So I love Roth, uh, Roth accounts, but I also love getting some tax deductions now. That's why I encourage people to, like, you know, split it up. You can do 50% Roth, 50% traditional, or have whatever, whatever percentage you want. But I do like still getting some tax deductions today. And it's cool that the government actually gives that incentive because I I hear a lot of people they'll shit on four hundred one ks and these tax deferred investments. Like, why would I wait fifty years to touch my money? But you just given an example on how you can still access that capital without actually having to take the penalties to mm-hmm. touch your own money. And the, the, my part with the whole argument with that is, bro. Who don't want to have money when they old? Like, I, I don't understand that argument. Like, People, when we talk about dollar cost averaging, right, I think that's one of the most frustrating shits in the world. It's like, you tell somebody, the, the easiest way to become a millionaire in this world, bro, if you dollar cost average $300 a month index. into an index fund for 20 years, you will guarantee be a millionaire. Right. Well, why would I want to wait 20 years to be a millionaire? Right. Nobody said that. <laughs> Here's the thing. The 20 years is going to pass regardless. The 20 years is going to pass regardless. It's up to you. Like, Do you want to have money then or do you not want to have money then? The 20 years is going to pass, so you might as well put yourself in a position to have money later. And guess what? You might, it might not even be about you, but it might be about your kids, right? It might, you know, you might want to use spouse. it to, to your spouse. You never know, bro. And, like, we got to, as a people, get away from, like, uh, you know, we got we, we to gotta, we gotta lean into delayed gratification, At State Farm, we're committed to uplifting Black futures. In collaboration with organizations like 100 Black Men and National Urban League, State Farm provides high school students with the opportunity to learn and apply best practice strategies for saving and investing, all while offering academic support, life skills, and exposure to college access programs to prepare these students for life after high school. Check out 100blackmen.org and nul.org to donate and learn more. 
Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. You can't, it's, it's, it's okay to delay a little bit of gratification to later, right? Like, so that you can have money down the road. You know, I think it's so important. Definitely, yeah. definitely. One of the things, too, that just like the delayed gratification, shout out to my guy, Wes. Things that people don't account for being old is health care costs. Mm-hmm. People don't take into account how much it costs to actually take care of health care expenses once you do reach that age mm-hmm. that's 60 years old, that's 70 years old. You got to pay for doctors. Your body is starting to deteriorate. So, yeah, health care costs is an expense that we, we often discount. Um Healthcare is like the industry is really not that regulated. Mm -hmm. So, you know, people can charge whatever the hell they want to. Insurance is expensive. Your body's starting to deteriorate. And then, you know, you you have to have surgeries and things like that. And we don't realize and take that into account whenever you're planning for retirement. You think, you know, I might have $250,000. This, like, that shit could be gone. Yeah. In one surgery. Yeah. Facts. With rehabbing. Facts, facts, facts. And it, so everybody should, I, I mean, in my opinion, everybody should have what's called an HSA. Mm-hmm. Right. H, a HSA is, uh, is a high, is a health savings account. Mm-hmm. Right. If you have a high deductible health insurance plan, you can open up HSA. The dope thing about HSAs is they have a triple tax benefit. Right. Wait a minute. Triple. Three times. Three X. Right. So when you have an HSA, when you can, contri- yeah, when you <laughs> contribute the money to the HSA, um, you get a tax deduction. So the max you can contribute if it's $3,600, if you're single, 7,200, if you're married. So you get a $3,600 tax deduction for investing the money into the HSA. The money grows in the HSA because it's invested. The money grows tax-free in the HSA. And as long as you use the HSA money for health related expenses, you never pay taxes or penalties on that money. Right. So you get a tax deduction for the money going in, the money grows tax-free. And when you use it, you never pay taxes on it. Uh, when, when you take it out. What's dope about that is people don't understand uh, how wide the spectrum is on what they consider to be um, health health expenses. That's where I was expenses. going. <laughs> so one of the plays that my, uh, my homie put me on is did you know that if you have, you got glasses on, right? Yes, I do. I, I can't see for shit. Right. <laughs> if you just so happen to want to get Cartier frames, or Cartier glasses, you can use your HSA to pay for the Cartier glasses as long as you get a prescription in them. So that everybody that wants to flex and wear the Cartier, wear the Gucci glasses, let your HSA pay for it. That way you can write off Tax the Cartier free. frames. Exactly. Tax-free flex. Gym membership are considered health as well, right? Um, I, I believe so. It's, it's, it's a wireless on the IRS website. But like... Well, you know, people don't understand. Like, it's it, you can write off so much with your HSA. You, you get an HSA card, so you literally can take your HSA card to Cartier or Gucci, get your frames, put your prescription in them. And now, like again, I'm not saying go buy expensive glasses. I think that's a waste of money. But if you're gonna buy it anyway, at least buy it with tax free yeah, money. If you're gonna spend the money, you might as well get a tax benefit. From exactly. It. So, so I, I did have. I, two, I, I, let me let me ask my real quick. Is it brother. pertaining to the S- HSA? Yes. Okay, cool. Yeah, we still in the HSA. Okay, right, right, right. I, just, I just ain't want you to transition. Nah, to nah, it. Nah, Hold on, we just stay here for a little while. <laughs> what is considered a high deductible health plan, healthcare plan? Like, yeah. is there a certain number amount on that? Yeah, it's, it's a certain limit. I think it's like, a, you know, you have to have a $5,000 or $6,000 um, uh, uh, deductible or something or something like that. The, 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 the stipulations are clear on the website on what you know what you, gotcha. you high, high deductible health plan qualifies for but all you gotta do is call your insurance company and say hey show give me, me the high, give me the high deductible plan options i have and then they'll they'll, they'll pick them for you gotcha so you have to have that to get an hsa yeah, you yes. have to have a high deductible plan to get an hsa and what's dope about a high deductible plan because your deductible is high your premiums cost less Right. So now you're but now you're lowering your monthly health insurance costs. And as a business owner, health insurance premiums are tax deductible as well. Right. So so many people are like scared to quit their job to start their business because they say, well, what am I going to do for health insurance and what am I going to do for a retirement account? Number one, you can get your own health insurance and you can write off the premiums on your in your business as well. And then we just talked about when it comes to retirement plans, you can open up a solo 401k and roll your money there. So like benefits should not be a reason that's stopping people from starting the business. Golden handcuffs that they want. Exactly. Exactly. So it's phantom handcuffs because you can do this stuff yourself if you just have the information on how to do it. 
So my question with the HSA was the investing part. Do you get to select who's what you're investing in, or is this being done like through like a financial advisor? Like, yeah, do you yeah. know how that part works? It's just, so open up HSA is no different from open up a Roth IRA. You pick the company, Fidelity, Vanguard, whoever you want, and then you get to manage your own investments. Mm. So, so you, it's basically like a brokerage account. It's, it's basically like a brokerage account. Just just like a it's just like a. A Roth, a brokerage account, you go to the institution to open it. Like you, once you get your deductible plan from your health insurance company, you can go to any brokerage company and open up your HSA and control your money that's invested in it. And so you can pick your investments and have like a cash position to do the things that you would want to purchase. That's that's hard. That is hard. And you can actually open up what's called a self-directed HSA and then use your HSA. You could open up what's called a self-directed HSA, fund it. And then use that money to invest in real estate if you wanted to. So your HSA can own properties. Wait a it, minute. Yes. Huh? Yeah. So it's called self-directed. What? <laughs> it's called self-directed account. So you can open up a self-directed IRA. You can open up a self-directed 401k. You can open up a self-directed HSA. Right. And all self-directed means is that you get to self-direct where your money is invested in. So you can invest in. Uh, collectibles. You can invest in crypto. You can you can literally buy properties within these accounts because you're self-directing where the money goes. Wow. Damn. So I do want to transition from the HSA. You cool now? We good now? We good now? So Carter, again, like I said, man, you're the king of the tax the tax plays, man. One of my favorite plays that you talked to us about uh, was the home office tax deduction. Oh, mm-hmm. And I know that was I like got a my major. Shit set up right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I got a whiteboard. So I got my <laughs> I, love it, I love it. I love it. Did you calculate the square footage yet? Not yet, but hey, we're going to get to it. Can you just explain that play real quick for our audience? Absolutely, man. So people ask me all the time, like, Carter, what's the number one tax deduction that people are missing these days? And my answer is simple it's the home office deduction. Because when COVID happened, 90% of people started working from home, home, right? Work from, they had a desk set up, had an office set up. And when you have a dedicated space in your home that you only work from, you can now write off that space um, uh, on your taxes. So literally you can get the IRS to help pay your rent, Mm -hmm. right? Because you get to write off a portion of your rent. So how it works is, um, number one, you have to have a business, right? All the tax plays come from having a business. Number two, um, you have to have a dedicated space. So I I love having like a room, a dedicated office room, or like your basement, whatever. If you have a dedicated space for work, all you have to do to figure out how much the calculation is, is take the square footage of that room. So let's say it's it's 500 square feet, Mm -hmm. you know? And then let's say your entire apartment is 2,000 square feet. So, so your office represents 25% of your, of your home. So, you know, four, four, 500 divided by 2000. So you now take that 25% and you multiply that by your rent, by your utilities, by your electricity, by your water. So you add all those up. So let's say your rent is $4,000 a month. Mm -hmm. You take 4,000 times 25%. You get a $1,000 per month tax deduction for working from the crib. Right. So now you get a twelve thousand dollar per year tax deduction for having a home office. So what I tell people, like when, I, when even when I'm looking at two bedrooms now, because I'm about to move, I might make my master bedroom my office and the other bedroom my room just because it's larger. Just because it's larger and that's going to increase my tax deduction. So like now I might be able to, you know, if my rent is again, like, you know, four thousand dollars a month, I'm saving. I'm getting a twelve thousand dollar write off every year. That's going to save me, if, my, if I'm in the 40, 50% tax bracket, that's like literal $6,000 back in my pocket. So I can have the IRS help pay for 30, 40, 50% of my rent by having that bigger home office. Sheesh. And for everybody who don't know how to calculate square foot, I'm going to give y'all some basic math. <laughs> Length times width. Easy money. That's it. <laughs> Easy money. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> I just want y'all to hey, know I that. that though, yeah. You know, some niggas didn't pay hey, attention to that. Investments taught us that way. Yeah, I'm just telling you. <laughs> Bro, I ain't gonna lie. I ain't we ain't gonna do it to We ain't gonna do it to Damn, nigga. Damn. <laughs> I got a question though. So let's say you're in an apartment, a one bedroom apartment. Mm-hmm. What if you have just a, like a little area of your apartment? Does that still work or does it have to be a specific room? Great question. So it has to be an enclosed space, right? Mm, so damn, if, if my you shit might not be well, able to well, work. pay attention. I got you. Let me tell you how to finesse this. If, if so, if, if it's in your bedroom, that's a no go. So if you have your office in the corner of your bedroom, that's not happening. But if you do, if you have a a corner of your living room be your office, 
if you get like a bookshelf partition. A partition, oh yeah, a partition, a bookshelf, or something to enclose the space. So when I have my living room, I have my my office set up, but I have a, a bookshelf closing it off, and then I have like a sliding a sliding uh, little panel. So it is now an enclosed, enclosed space. space. So all you have to do is get creative with your decorations and make an enclosed space be your office if you don't have the, the capability to have a room. Mm. Bet, bet, so, <laughs> easy money. You gonna run the play? Huh? Run, the play. Right. <laughs> run the so, play. Run the play. With this. At State Farm, we're committed to uplifting Black futures. In collaboration with organizations like 100 Black Men and National Urban League, State Farm provides high school students with the opportunity to learn and apply best practice strategies for saving and investing, all while offering academic support, life skills, and exposure to college access programs to prepare these students for life after high school. Check out 100blackmen.org and nul.org to donate and learn more. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Is there like a specific form that somebody needs to fill out? Is it like something that individuals should do or they need to have consult with a tax advisor to take yeah. advantage of it? That's a great question. So if you have a business or a side business, you need to be working with a CPA or an accountant yeah. because you're going to cost yourself more in mistakes, fam. You're going to cost yourself Don't more in mistakes. Don't go to TurboTax, huh? You, you, no, you're going to cost yourself more in mistakes than it costs you to hire an expert because here's something my mentor taught me. Experts are expensive, but amateurs will cost you a fortune. Right. Experts are expensive. But amateurs will cost you a fortune. So it's OK. I, I recommend you pay somebody to do your taxes once you start the business because they, they should help you save more money. And like let me just say this. As a CPA, I work for all my clients for free. All my clients. And, you're, and, and a good you got, you CPA. Got, you got to I'm, I'm, I'm break it down. To, I, I, know, I know I have to break it down. And a good CPA should always work for free. What I mean by that is they should always save you more money than they cost you. Right. So if I'm going to charge you $10,000 for my services, I better be able to at least save you the money that you pay for me. That way I'm always an investment and not a cost. So if you're working with a CPA or a tax advisor or whatever, and they're not saving you more than they cost you, you should find somebody new. Mm. Right. So that's what I mean. I work for free. Cause I'm anytime any, any clients I work with, I'm saving them more money than I'm costing them. So I'm actually an, inv an investment. Mm. So I, I kind of want to stay there for a second because last night at the event, you know, we spoke about having that team, right? Mm -hmm. How do you get your CPA, your financial advisor, and your attorney all to come up with a game plan that is right for you? Because we were talking about, you know, a lot of the write-offs and stuff, but we also talked about planning for what you want to do. Uh, sometimes, you know, taking a lot of write-offs it can hinder you from being lendable if you're taking if you're looking to buy homes and stuff like that. So how do you get your team to come together with that game plan that can help you be successful for whatever you're trying to do? Absolutely. I think it's vital that you introduce them at the at the start out, right? And if they're not willing to work together, um, then you need a new team because your your lawyer needs to be talking to your accountant. Your accountant needs to be talking to your financial advisor. And um, if they're all doing their job properly, they have no problem being a connection. Now, there's disconnect if one person is lazy and the other person is really you know really working for you. So I think it's pivotal that you introduce them from the start. And honestly, um, they will let you know if somebody's slacking. Because you know if they say, "Hey, like, bro, we can't get in touch with your CPA," or "Hey, your CPA is lacking," that lets you know that you got a you got a chink in your armor. And you need to find somebody new. So I think having your experts all all work together keeps them on their A game, and they all help level you up. It's like checks mm -hmm. and balances, exactly. Like the government. Exactly. You got the legislative, the administrative, and damn, what's the other one? Well, you set yourself up for that. I did, I did. Damn, boy. Damn. Judicial. I, judicial. There we go. The courts. There we go. Yeah, I yeah. did set myself up for that one. Yeah. But hey. But I, I like it though. Checks and balances, like that's it makes sense. Cause if they're not communicating with each other, like you said, it's a team. Your team should work for you. Yeah. And if you happen to be the the central clog point between it, then that's friction in the process. Exactly. Like, they should just be keeping you informed. You shouldn't have to be the person that forces it forward every time. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. And and I think that, you know, having a team is important, but you also have to educate yourself too. Mm -hmm. Right? You can't, because nobody's ever going to care about your money 
more than you. than you. Right. And I tell people all the time, like information changes situations. So we got to make sure we leave the norm and get informed. And that goes in everything that you rapper. do. This nigga's a rapper. We got to get him in the studio. <laughs> no, but no, it, it, that, that's, that's funny. But no, in, in all seriousness, I tell people like, yo, like, you still have to do whatever it takes to seek information. And it's what's so dope about being an entrepreneur, bro, is, well, first of all, we've, you know, we've been taught to, to, and before I say this, I went to college, I got undergraduate degree, got a master's degree, all that. But we've been taught to um, go to school, uh, pay, pay somebody $25,000 pay somebody twenty five thousand dollars a year, get a $100,000 in student loan debt to learn from somebody who's not being who we want to be or doing what we want to do, right? And we can't write off, like, uh, the tuition on our taxes. And, you know, you can write off a little bit of tuition, maybe a little bit of student loan interest, but not a lot. What I encourage people to do, to do now is like go hire a coach or go pay for like online education because when you're a business owner, you can write off courses, you can write off education, you can write off mentors, and that allows you to still get the information from the source. And that way, when it comes to investing taxes, you know, all that stuff, you still have enough information to check your team. Right. If you have a CPA and you don't know about taxes, how are you going to know if he's doing his job right? That's a fact. Right. So I think that it's important to get the information, man, and invest in yourself. And when you're a business owner, you get to write off investing in yourself, which is important. I'm, I'm glad you brought up the student loan part, too, mm-hmm. because this is something I did want to uh, ask you. Student loan forgiveness. Yes. Mm-hmm. Did you have a, enough time to look into the whole student loan forgiveness plan yeah. and stuff like that? So I know that they're stating that, you know. I think the is it the the cap is one hundred and fifty thousand dollars. One hundred twenty five a year for twenty thousand dollars of forgiveness. Yeah. So and does that mean is that like gross or is that net? Can gotcha, can gotcha. deductions come into oh, play? Great, great question. So number one, when it comes to student loan forgiveness, it's ten thousand dollars a person. Uh, uh, for for people that don't have a Pell grant, if you have a Pell grant, it's up to twenty thousand dollars of forgiveness, and I think the AGI limit is 120 for single and 240 for married. Hey there, ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah, or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before. But it's it's age, so it's your taxable income. This is why learning about tax deductions is so important because if you make over one hundred twenty thousand dollars, you miss this entire student loan forgiveness. But if you understand how to leverage tax deductions, you can write off enough stuff to bring you below that $120,000 threshold so that you can take advantage of this forgiveness. I had, I had a, um, a student um, this year that she has, a, she has like $80,000 know, $80, student loan debt, but she makes like $300,000 a year. But since we've been working with me, I, you know, we were able to get her uh, AGI down from 300 to like, I think like 90, right? So now because she had a tax expert that was helping her learn about write-offs, she's actually going to be able to get $20,000 to loan forgiven that she wouldn't have got if she didn't have those tax deductions. AGI is annual gross income? Exactly, exactly. So if you make a lot of money, you need to leverage leverage write-offs, run these tax plays to bring you down so that you can so that you can apply for the forgiveness. Once again, great transition because a question I had was, is there a certain percentage that you suggest your clients to writing off? Is is that like a certain number? Well, I believe it depends on your situation, right? Like and if you don't need to apply for any loans this year or need to try to get any funding, I'm trying to get that number as low as possible, mm-hmm. right? I'm, we're trying to run as many tax plays as we can to keep that money back in your pocket. Because not, not just about how much money you make, it's about how much money you keep. Mm-hmm. So I don't think there's a percentage number, but like if you don't have any loans that we're trying to apply for, we're trying to write everything off, right? And, and I think, here's what most people don't know. When most people come to me and they learn about these tax plays, they say, yo, 
I, I missed out on like $20,000 last year. I missed out on $30,000 last year. Did you know that you can go file an amended tax return, reapply all those deductions that you missed, that you didn't know about? You can add those back, file an amended return, and get all that money back that you missed out last year. Wait a minute. How far back can you do this? You can go back up to three years. So let's say you knew nothing about taxes, but you listen to this podcast and you realize you, you didn't write off your car, you didn't write off your home office, you didn't write off your uh, health savings account. Can go back and you this. can go back and apply those deductions each year in the past up to three years. So let's say you missed out on $15,000 a year. You can now go back and get $45,000 back from the government by reapplying those deductions and filing them oh, yeah. in the tax so, returns. Big so, Sam, okay. I need my money, yeah. dog. <laughs> you gotta run me, hey, run, run me but, that check, bro. What interest? So let me. I do. I oh, did. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. So I had one more question with the student loan piece, and damn, I wanted to ask something else about this too. I, but I'm gonna go back to the student loan thing first. Okay. okay. So I'm hearing that the forgiveness may be taxed um, in certain states. I think. It's, I think I seen South Carolina of is adding course. it to your taxes. Uh, yeah, there's a few states. So, how would that work? Would that be considered like taxable income? Or would it increase your AGI? Yeah. So on the federal level, it's not taxable. Okay. So you don't have to pay federal taxes, which is the the majority of what people are worried about. Mm-hmm. But on the state level, in some states, you will have to recognize that as income. So if you if if you get twenty thousand dollars forgiven and your state income tax rate is ten percent, you have to pay two thousand dollars in state income taxes for that forgiveness. Yeah. Mm, 2000 to save 20. At State Farm, we're committed to uplifting Black futures. In collaboration with organizations like 100 Black Men and National Urban League, State Farm provides high school students with the opportunity to learn and apply best practice strategies for saving and investing, all while offering academic support, life skills, and exposure to college access programs to prepare these students for life after high school. Check out 100blackmen.org and nul.org to donate and learn more. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Uh, I mean, yeah, I'll take that. Yeah, I'll take I'll that take every, every day, day of the week. And twi- they wouldn't get that money no time soon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You feel me? I'll take that seven but, days a week, twice on Sunday. So, <laughs> and my next question was related to the retroactive um, getting deductions. So, there's a difference between tax deductions and tax credits, correct? Absolutely. Yeah. So deductions, would you still get a refund with a deduction? Um, or because I know credits, you can be given money from tax credits, mm-hmm. correct? So with deductions, would you still receive a refund with the retroactive ones, or would it just kind of like negate your tax liability if you still had some out, outstanding? Yeah. So uh, I'm gonna break this down so for the listeners to understand. So like. Tax deductions are uh, not dollar for dollar. So basically, if you had a 30% tax rate and you uh, get a $100 tax deduction, you're actually only saving $30 because it's you, you only save on taxes what your tax rate is, right? Mm-hmm. So like, again, um, if, if you're, you have 30% tax rate and you, you, know, you get a $100 tax deduction, you actually only saving $30 on taxes. A hundred times 30% is $30, right? Tax credits is dollar for dollar. So if you get a $10,000 tax credit, it subtracts from whatever you owe the IRS. So you like literally can get a $10,000 tax refund. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. tax credits and tax deductions, tax credits are better than tax deductions. So to answer your question, um, if you go back and add all these deductions, it's going to lower your taxes, but you also can add back tax credits that you miss as well to try to get that number as low as possible. So tax credits can help you get, um, refundable tax credits can help put money directly back in your pocket. Got you, got you. So like that uh, employee retention tax credit that they had, mm-hmm. that was directly putting money back, back into it, it, business it, owners' pockets. Exactly, exactly. If you're not if you're not looking at your business and seeing you qualify for the ERC, uh, congratulations, you're playing yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! Yeah. Um, so I know we're coming up on time, so we'll get into the last sections of the show. Okay, okay. I have three rapid questions for you. I'm gonna let David oh, get okay. his. Okay, all right. Yeah, my question favorite off. question, man. My favorite question. So, Carter, what's a personal finance tip or principle that you live by that you would like to share with our audience? <sighs> Try to get one that y'all probably haven't heard before. Um, ah. Uh, I want to say, is that financial tip? Yeah. Okay. Uh, 
I believe in paying yourself first, obviously, but I also believe in if that if you pour your uh, wallet into your mind, your mind will fill up your wallet. Mm. Right. We talked about that yesterday. If yes, you pour, pour your wallet into your mind, your mind will fill up your wallet. So I'm an advocate on spending however much money it costs to invest in yourself, because when you become a more valuable person, you attract more money. Right. So money is looking for a good place to stay. So it's looking for a valuable person who pockets to belong in. And the way you become more valuable is by investing in yourself. Hmm. Okay. So here go my three questions. Okay. First question. Are you frugal or are you a flexor? In what area of my life? I'm frugal in like what I wear and I'm looking at today is not a frugal day. I have expensive stuff on, but I, I am, I am usually frugal in what I wear. I'm pretty frugal in my lifestyle. When I, what, what I'm, what I, what I flex at is traveling. So I take a one month trip out the country every three months. Right. So literally I'm gone for 30 days. I just came back from uh, Budapest, Barcelona, uh, London and Pamplona, Spain. Why they running with the bulls. So you did that shit. Yeah, I was. I'm one of the few black people that went over there. And yeah, I, I thought you was gonna be one of the few black people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I, I believe in flexing for experiences. Oh wow. Okay. Very interesting. Answer. Yeah. yeah. Um, second question: How are you building wealth, either to pass down to someone in your life, or just you know to leave a legacy? Well, I believe that generational wealth is so important, man. And if 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 it's one thing I want to encourage people is to Plant seeds for trees that you one day plant seeds for trees whose shade you won't stand under one day. And what mm. that means is that like, plant seeds for later, fam. Like it's not all about you. So, so what, one thing I do is I employ my nieces in my business, right? So I'm able to uh, pay them right for my business. I get a tax deduction for paying them, and they receive the money tax free because if I pay them less than a standard deduction. They don't have to pay taxes on that money. And so, but now that they have earned income, I'm making them invest $6,000 of that money I pay them into, into, a, Roth into a Roth IRA. Mm. So now by the time they turn 18, they're going to have fifty, dollars $100,000 in tax-free money in their accounts. That's hard. That's hard. That's yeah. hard. My last question. Do you have life insurance? Absolutely. A couple of policies because I believe in the buy, borrow, die strategy, just like you all talked about in the previous episode. I think it's so important that we leverage tools to get tax-free money hey i love it i love it thank you so much carter uh it was a pleasure having you this is actually your second time on the show yeah, for people who didn't know yeah. y'all go listen to that first episode can I, can I do your audience a favor hey man yeah, do, do them a solid okay man. so i i just uh finished uh updating my tax-free living ebook okay where i added it had 200 tax deductions. now it has almost 300 ta- tax deductions Sheesh. in alphabetical order so now you don't have to ask the question is something tax deductible, you can just go into the ebook and each, it's alphabetical order, so each expense you get to learn is a tax deductible and how to apply it to your business. And I want to offer your audience 70% off. Hey, man, y'all hey, heard man. it here first. We're going to have that down there in the show notes for you. Best, best believe. Listen, Appreciate YouTube, that. YouTube, uh, podcast, y'all go ahead, click down there, get a little promo code, throw BWR at got, the end of that joint. We, yeah. Gotcha. 70% off. 300 plus deductions? 300 plus deductions. We're going to save us some money on these taxes this year, baby. Then you can go back three years and apply that shit. See? I'm telling you. Not to mention the book is tax deductible as well. So you're getting a tax deduction. You're getting a tax deduction to learn about tax deductions. All I'm going to say is this. Applied knowledge is power. Facts. There we go. Carter, I appreciate you coming back on the pod, coming out to Dallas, rocking out at the event with us, man. For sure. For everybody that wants to know more, how they can tap in with you, where can they find you online? How can they get in with your services? I, I ain't gonna lie, y'all. He said something early. Experts expensive. This man ain't cheap. <laughs> uh, don't don't come here. Hey, yo, man, can you be you my CPA to get for three hundred discount? <laughs> that's not. That's not. That's, hey, but no. For seriously though, how can people tap in with you and get in touch with your services as well? Ah, uh, yes, yeah, Cofield underscore advisor on all platforms, and then you go to link in my bio. I have all my list of services and, and products right there. Thank you, sir. Thank, Thank you. you. Love it. Love Man. it. So before we get out of here, we're going to hop into a few house cleaning items. Uh, as always, thank y'all for tuning into the podcast. Y'all make sure y'all leave us that five-star rating and review for you boys. Uh, this October, we got the Black Men Summit coming up. Black Men Summit 2022. 
partnership of Black Black Wealth Renaissance, Black Menswear, The Dad Gang, and Black Man Can. Four black men-led organizations looking to change the narrative of the story of black men in America, man. And we doing the work. We've been doing the work for some years. You listen to this podcast, so you know what we about. We partnered up with these brothers because we want to bring together black men in Texas so that we can create a unique environment for us to learn how to build wealth, build our community, build our health, and build legacy. That's what we all about. So blackmensummit.com. I need all y'all to pull y'all phones out. Go to blackmensummit.com and grab your tickets today. If you can't make it to Dallas, we got live stream options. Um, But I'm going to tell you right now, this is something that you want to be at. You want to be in Um, the room. It's not just a summit. Like This is an experience that you've never seen before. We're going to have a career fair there as well to help those of you who are in the 9 to 5 area elevate. And we're not just talking about no bullshit jobs either. We're talking about jobs that will be high paying. We ain't coming with no day labor or shit. Yeah, nah, nah, nah. So we're here to actually help elevate us on all fronts, guys. Yes, sir. So again, that is blackmensummit.com. Blackmensummit.com. Y'all visit that. We look forward to seeing y'all there in October. Jalen, you got anything to add before we dip, bro? Uh, once again, y'all just make sure y'all, if y'all love the show, if y'all don't want to buy a product that we have, y'all donate to us. Once again, our goal is to have our studio up and running at the end of this year. Y'all be supportive. Thank y'all for listening so much. Uh, we bring guests in like this all the time uh, just to make sure that y'all are being able to elevate as well. So Thanks. help your boys out. Yeah. And y'all grab that tax free living ebook again, man. It's in. Ain't donations a tax uh, deduction as well? I can teach you. Terrible. Man. Yeah, I, I mean, there's, there's ways you can do it. Hey, I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For facts, facts. Yeah. Well, on that note, y'all, this is Black Wealth Renaissance signing out. out. Peace. Health insurance plans come with deductibles and claims processes that are confusing and expensive. CrowdHealth puts you back in control of your health care. Each member gets a personal care advocate and access to thousands of other members ready to help pay for large health expenses. Visit joincrowdhealth.com and use code HEALTH to get your first three months for just $99 per month. That's joincrowdhealth.com code HEALTH. CrowdHealth is not health insurance. It's a totally different way of paying for health care. Terms and conditions may apply. With every monthly bill, like rent and car payments, you know exactly what you're getting when you pay for it. But health insurance plans feel like the total opposite. They're confusing and expensive. Then when you actually have to use your benefits, there are deductibles, claims, processes, and other red tape to deal with. But CrowdHealth puts you back in control of your health care. CrowdHealth is simple, transparent, and affordable. As a member, you'll get a personal care advocate who is with you every step of the way to help navigate the complexities of health events. They'll even negotiate bills on your behalf and could save you thousands of dollars in the process. Plus, you'll get access to thousands of other members who are ready to help pay for large health expenses. Experience healthcare freedom with CrowdHealth. Visit joincrowdhealth.com and use code HEALTH to get your first three months for just $99 per month. That's joincrowdhealth.com code HEALTH. CrowdHealth is not health insurance. It's a totally different way of paying for health care. Terms and conditions may apply. Hey there. Ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah. Or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before.